episode 27, Bitcoin and the law. The advent of Bitcoin represents a significant shift in our understanding of money, property and indeed sovereignty itself. As we stand at the precipice of the technological revolution, it's important to explore and understand the myriad ways in which Bitcoin and broader cryptocurrency systems can impact not just financial systems, but legal structures and societal norms as well. We're going to look at the interaction of Bitcoin with various domains of law, from monetary law, property law, tax law, criminal law, and immigration law, considering both the difference in common law and civil law jurisdictions. With Bitcoin's increasing acceptance and potential classification as property, this analysis will delve into the nuanced implications for individual rights and how these developments might reshape the fundamental relationship between the individual and the state. In light of the potentials of sovereign individualism and Bitcoin's ability to exist outside normative political jurisdictions by holding their value outside the physical protection of banks and in cyberspace, we will examine how Bitcoin enhances personal autonomy, financial freedom and how it poses novel challenges for regulation, inequality, consumer protection and financial stability. To round out our discussion, we will consider Bitcoin's intriguing alignments with the principles of natural law, universality, property rights, individual freedom, non-aggression and the pursuit of truth. So a Bitcoin standard, meaning a financial system where Bitcoin is the predominant form of currency, would have significant implications for the law at many different levels. Number one, monetary law. The most direct impact would be on monetary law, which regulates the issuance and management of national currencies. Under a Bitcoin standard, the role of central banks would likely be significantly reduced or altered, as they would no longer have control over monetary supply. Unlike fiat currency, the supply of Bitcoin is predetermined and cannot be adjusted by any central bank or government. This means that governments and central banks would lose the tools of monetary policy they currently use to influence the economy, such as interest rate adjustments and quantitative easing. This would lead to changes in legal definitions of tender. Legal tender laws are the recognised medium of payment for debts. If Bitcoin were to become the primary form of currency, countries would have to decide whether to grant it legal tender status, which would have broad implications for all financial transactions within their jurisdictions. This could involve changes to existing monetary laws and regulations. This would impact the central bank digital currencies that are currently being proposed and desired by central banks. With the growing influence of Bitcoin, many central banks will want their own forms of currency. Many central banks want to use their own forms of this technology to create their own digital currencies. Bitcoin, as Rishi Sunak called it. Bitcoin, however, is different. It operates on a global scale, with transactions occurring across borders with relative ease. This could challenge existing laws governing international transfers and foreign exchange transactions. In one of the previous short stories we focused on, 
the courtroom drama about the impact of these legal definitions, and how current financial laws can look very vague in the era of Bitcoin. With the current focus by governments and central banks on financial stability, their ability to control monetary policy will then be lost, and laws surrounding financial stability will melt away. 2. Financial regulation Financial regulations would need to be updated to deal with a decentralised digital currency that operates across borders. This could involve changes to laws relating to anti-money laundering, know your customer protocols, customer protection and privacy. A Bitcoin standard and the use of privacy-focused cryptocurrencies like Monero could potentially upend existing financial regulations. Currently, banks and other financial institutions are heavily regulated, with strict rules around reporting, capital investments and consumer protection. A Bitcoin standard could blur the boundaries of what constitutes a financial institution, with businesses or even individuals possibly undertaking activities traditionally reserved for banks, like lending or facilitating transactions. Regulators would need to adapt to oversee these new types of entities. Cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and Monero can be transacted pseudonymously, and in the case of Monero, with a high degree of privacy and untraceability. This could make anti-money laundering and know-your-customer protocols ineffective and necessitate new methods of tracking illicit activity, if that's desired at all, in the brave new world. Consumer protection laws ensure that consumers are not exploited by financial institutions and have recourse in the event of fraud or other issues. With Bitcoin and especially Monero transactions, transactions are irreversible and can be somewhat anonymous, and it could make it difficult for consumers to seek redress. The global nature of Bitcoin and Monero can make it difficult for any one jurisdiction to effectively regulate them. Cryptocurrencies like Monero are designed to offer enhanced privacy and untraceability, and it could challenge current privacy laws. Regulators, in whatever form they exist, will struggle to strike a balance between individual privacy and the needs of law enforcement and regulatory oversight. 3. Tax laws Tax laws would also need to be adapted because Bitcoin transactions could potentially be anonymous and cross-border, it would be harder for governments to track and tax financial activity. This could lead to new forms of taxation or changes to reporting requirements. The advent of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies present both challenges and opportunities for tax laws. Many jurisdictions currently treat Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies as property for tax purposes, meaning that capital gains taxes might apply to any increase in value. However, this approach might be more challenging under a Bitcoin standard, where Bitcoin could also be used as a common medium of exchange. The tax implications of every small transaction could create an accounting nightmare for both individuals and tax authorities. This could make it more challenging for countries to enforce tax obligations, particularly on capital gains from transactions. Countries might need to develop new methods of international cooperation to address this issue. 
Through Sudono's nature of Bitcoin and the privacy offered by cryptocurrencies like Monero could be used to evade taxes. Governments would need to enhance their technological capabilities to trace transactions and enforce tax laws, if taxation will be possible at all. This could lead to a tension between privacy rights and the need of tax enforcement. If taxes can't be collected, then the nation-state as we know it will fall. Even simple taxes like VAT or sales tax for transactions made in Bitcoin, given it is an asset with price volatility, will be difficult to enforce, if it's even possible to do at all. Additionally, identifying the location of a transaction for purposes of local sales tax could be difficult with decentralised cryptocurrencies. As the traditional forms of taxation becomes more challenging to enforce, governments might explore new forms of taxation. And there is the point that these transactions could be argued to take place in cyberspace, which might become a legal fiction used to get around physical, old-style taxation laws. Governments could impose taxes on cryptocurrency transactions at the point of exchange between cryptocurrencies and fiat currencies. Alternatively, they might consider forms of wealth taxes or other methods that are less dependent on the tracking of individual transactions. Governments might impose taxes on the exchange of cryptocurrencies for fiat currencies. This could be easier to enforce than transaction-based taxes, as there are typically fewer points of exchange between cryptocurrencies and traditional currencies. This could discourage the use of regulated exchanges and push users towards peer-to-peer -to -peer or decentralised exchanges while also seeing less of a demand for the use of fiat monies issued by governments. If the use of smart contracts becomes more prevalent, governments could consider charging a fee for their execution. This could provide a new source of revenue as more and more financial and contractual relationships move onto the blockchain. Tax authorities may also implement more comprehensive reporting requirements for cryptocurrency exchanges and wallet providers, similar to the third-party reporting that banks currently provide. 4. Contract Law As the use of smart contracts becomes more prevalent in a Bitcoin standard economy, laws governing contract formation, performance and enforcement would need to be adjusted. Courts would need to understand and apply the concept of smart contracts and could face challenges in resolving disputes that arise from them. Smart contracts, one of the most significant potential changes, would be the rise of these smart contracts. These are self-executing contracts with the terms of the agreement directly written into the code. They automatically execute and enforce the contract terms when certain conditions are met. This automation could reduce the need for intermediaries and speed up transactions. However, it also presents legal challenges. For instance, current contract law assumes human involvement in contract formation and performance, and adapting this to contracts performed by software might be difficult. Disputes over smart contracts could present new challenges for courts. Interpreting a contract written in code 
would require technical expertise that courts might not currently possess. Additionally, the decentralised and potentially anonymous nature of blockchain transactions could make it difficult to establish jurisdiction and enforce judgments. Under traditional contract law, a contract is formed when there is an offer, acceptance and consideration. In the context of smart contracts, these elements can become blurred. For instance, it could be unclear when exactly acceptance takes place in an automated process, or whether the execution of code constitutes sufficient consideration. Contracts require the parties to have the legal capacity to enter into them, and to do so voluntarily. It could be challenging to ensure these conditions are met with smart contracts, particularly if the parties remain anonymous, or if the contract executes automatically. Contracts can be void or voidable due to various factors, such as illegality, misrepresentation or coercion. With smart contracts, it might be more challenging to address these issues, especially after the contract is self-executed. As the use of smart contracts increases, there might be a need for protections for the parties involved. This could involve regulations requiring certain disclosures or establishing standards for the coding of smart contracts. 5. Property Law Bitcoin has unique characteristics that challenge traditional concepts of property. For example, the question of whether Bitcoin is a form of personal property, intellectual property, or a completely new type of property is not definitively answered. The widespread adoption of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies would likely have significant implications for property law. Property law traditionally deals with tangible assets. Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies are intangible and exist only in digital form. This could challenge traditional definitions of property and require new legal frameworks to accommodate digital assets. Some legal systems have already begun to recognise digital assets as a new form of property. Ownership of Bitcoin is determined by control of private keys. This concept is quite different from traditional notions of property ownership, which are based on physical possession or legal title. Determining ownership and resolving disputes could be more challenging with Bitcoin, especially when private keys are lost or stolen. In traditional property law, transfers of property often involve formal processes, with third-party oversight, such as the registration of deeds. Bitcoin transfers, on the other hand, can be done directly between parties without intermediaries. This could have implications for laws governing property transactions. Traditional inheritance laws may not adequately cover digital assets like Bitcoin. For example, if the holder of Bitcoin dies without leaving behind their private keys, the Bitcoin could be lost forever. Legal systems may need to develop new rules for the inheritance of digital assets. Property law often involves the creation of security interests, such as mortgages or liens, which gives a creditor the right to take certain property if a debtor fails to fulfil their obligations. Creating security interests in Bitcoin could be more complex, given the challenges in demonstrating control and possession. Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies could be held and transacted anonymously, 
which could make it difficult for courts to identify ownership and enforce property rights. The underlying technology of Bitcoin, the blockchain, has various potential uses in the field of intellectual property. For instance, it could be used for registering and verifying copyright or patents. This could lead to changes in how intellectual property rights are established and enforced. 6. International Law As a globally decentralised currency, Bitcoin operates beyond the boundaries of any one nation-state, which raises important questions for international law. Governments would need to cooperate in order to regulate and enforce laws relating to Bitcoin, something I think largely impossible given the natural competition between nation-states. Bitcoin transactions can be conducted across borders with ease, often outside the control of any single jurisdiction. This could challenge existing international law regarding the regulation of cross-border financial transactions, taxation and enforcement of legal judgments. In the current system, nations have the sovereign right to issue and regulate their own currencies. However, if Bitcoin or another decentralised cryptocurrency were to become dominant, nations could lose some control over their military policy. This could lead to re-evaluations of sovereignty in the context of globalised digital finance. If Bitcoin becomes a standard medium of exchange for international trade, it could alter trade dynamics. Currency exchange rates and controls, which often impact international trade, would be less relevant with a global cryptocurrency. International cooperation among regulatory authorities would become even more crucial to prevent money laundering, terrorism financing, tax evasion and other illicit activities. This could involve new treaties or international bodies for cryptocurrency regulation. The pseudonymous and cross-border nature of Bitcoin transactions could complicate dispute resolution, determining the appropriate jurisdiction for a case involving Bitcoin could be challenging, and enforcing judgments could be even more so. Bitcoin and other decentralised cryptocurrencies could be used to evade international sanctions and embargoes, which could undermine these tools of international law. 7. Immigration Law In many immigration cases, individuals are required to demonstrate they have sufficient financial resources to support themselves when moving to a new country. As Bitcoin becomes more widely accepted, immigration authorities may need to consider these digital assets as part of an individual's financial portfolio. However, the volatility of Bitcoin values and the difficulty in tracing ownership could present challenges. Traditional banking systems may pose difficulties for immigrants seeking to move assets from one country to another due to exchange rates, service fees and bureaucracy. Bitcoin could offer a solution to these problems, allowing immigrants to more easily transfer their wealth across borders. This could lead to shifts in the economic patterns of immigration. Bitcoin could also potentially alter the nature of work for immigrants. For example, they could participate in the digital economy and receive payments in Bitcoin or Monero, regardless of their physical location. Some countries have programs that grant residency or even citizenship to individuals who invest a certain amount of money in the country. If Bitcoin continues to grow and be accepted, these programs may start to accept investments in the form of Bitcoin, 
like El Salvador does at the moment. Immigration law is a clear embodiment of state sovereignty, delineating who may enter and reside within a nation-state's territory. It is a manifestation of state power to include or exclude, a tangible representation of borders and boundaries. Bitcoin, by contrast, epitomises borderless interaction and decentralisation, challenging the traditional structures of power and control that define statehood. Bitcoin operates in a realm of fluidity, unrestricted by geographical boundaries, allowing wealth to be transferred and accessed across borders with relative ease. This fluidity contrasts sharply with the fixedness of national borders and the rigidity of immigration policies, which control and resist the movement of people between territories. Here the abstract intersection between a contemplation of fluidity versus fixedness, of boundless against boundaries. The boundless nature of Bitcoin can be juxtaposed against the boundedness of national territories. For individuals seeking to traverse these boundaries, Bitcoin can serve as a tool of empowerment, potentially providing financial access and stability in the face of restrictive immigration policies and economic uncertainties. However, this same feature can create tension with state efforts to control access and maintain security, leading to a conceptual clash between inclusion and exclusion. At a deeper level, the intersection of Bitcoin and immigration law could be seen as a metaphorical battleground between individuals' autonomy and state control. Bitcoin offers individuals a form of monetary sovereignty and autonomy that is separate and distinct from state-issued currencies and financial institutions allowing individuals to assert control over their economic destinies. In contrast, immigration laws represent a form of state control over individual destiny, determining who can and cannot participate in the social, economic and political life of the state. The merging of Bitcoin and immigration law invites reflections on broader themes of freedom, control, inclusion and exclusion. It prompts questions about the nature of state power in an increasingly interconnected digital world and the ways in which individuals can navigate, challenge and transcend the boundaries drawn around them. The conceptual interplay between Bitcoin and immigration law provides a framework for examining the evolving relationship between individuals and the state, between autonomy and authority, and between the boundless possibilities of the digital realm and the bounded realities of the physical one. It is a contemplation of a future where the decentralised ethos of Bitcoin and the inherent decentralisation of individual will are intertwined with the centralised structures that have traditionally defined our societies and our identities. 8. Criminal Law Bitcoin could also impact areas of criminal law. The pseudonymous nature of Bitcoin can make it a tool for money laundering, fraud and other illicit activities. Law enforcement agencies may need to develop new techniques for investigating and prosecuting these kinds of crimes. The pseudonymous nature of Bitcoin transactions can be exploited for money laundering. Money launderers 
can use Bitcoin to obscure the origin of illicit funds and convert them into legitimate assets. Law enforcement agencies would need to adapt their investigative techniques and legal frameworks to tackle these issues. Bitcoin has been linked to various types of cybercrime, including ransomware attacks where hackers encrypt victims' data and demand a ransom in Bitcoin. Cryptocurrencies could also be used in an online black market for illegal goods and services. This would likely necessitate new laws and regulations to define these crimes and establish appropriate penalties. Fraud and theft can occur in the cryptocurrency space, just as with traditional currencies. However, the pseudonymous and decentralised nature of Bitcoin could make it more challenging for victims to recover their funds and for law enforcement to prosecute these crimes. As previously mentioned, the pseudonymous nature of Bitcoin transactions can be exploited to evade taxes. This could lead to new laws to ensure tax compliance and to punish tax evasion, evolving cryptocurrencies. There are concerns that Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies could be used to finance terrorism. Terrorist groups could use these digital currencies to move funds across borders without detection. Laws would need to evolve to counter this threat. With the rise of initial coin offerings, ICOs, and similar fundraising methods in this space, there's the potential for fraud and of course the violation of security law. Authorities like the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission in the US, have started to crack down on such violations. The global and decentralized nature of Bitcoin could present significant enforcement challenges for authorities. It may be difficult to seize Bitcoin assets or enforce judgments against a party who is in a different jurisdiction and whose identity is unknown. Common law versus civil law. In common law jurisdictions, which include countries like the US, UK, and Australia, Case law, or judicial precedent, is a significant source of law. Judges have a substantial role in shaping the law. On the other hand, in civil law jurisdictions, which includes most of Europe, Latin America and parts of Asia, statutes and comprehensive codes are the primary source of law, and judicial interpretation plays a less significant role. Thus, common law countries might develop their approach Bitcoin regulation over time through a series of individual court decisions, while civil law countries might attempt to address these issues more comprehensively through legislation or regulatory codes. Common law systems tend to be more flexible as courts can adapt the law to changing circumstances. However, this flexibility could lead to uncertainty in the context of rapidly evolving technologies like Bitcoin. Civil law systems tend to be more predictable, but might struggle to accommodate new phenomena, like Bitcoin, unless specific legislation is enacted. As discussed earlier, the rise of smart contracts could challenge traditional contract law. Common law jurisdictions might adapt their approach to these contracts over time, based on judicial precedent while civil law jurisdictions might require legislative changes to their civil codes. Defining Bitcoin as property could have different implications in common law and civil law systems 
due to their different conceptions of property rights. Traditionally, common law jurisdictions have taken a more principles-based approach to financial regulation, relying on broad principles and allowing for more discretion. In contrast, civil law jurisdictions typically take a more rules-based approach with detailed and specific regulations. Both types of legal systems would likely need to cooperate on international law and regulatory issues related to Bitcoin. However, the different bases of their legal systems could result in different perspectives and approaches, leading to potential challenges in achieving international consensus. Under English law, property is traditionally divided into two main categories, real property, land and interests in land, and personal property, all other property, including tangible and intangible property. Personal property is further divided into chooses in possession, tangible property, and chooses in action, intangible property rights that can be claimed or enforced by action, not by taking physical possession. One of the challenges in categorising Bitcoin under English law is that it doesn't easily fit into these existing categories. Bitcoin is chooses in possession. Chooses in possession are tangible items that can be physically possessed. Because Bitcoin is a digital asset, it doesn't qualify as a choose in possession. Bitcoin is chooses in action. Chooses in action are intangible assets that can be claimed or enforced by legal action, such as debts or copyrights. While Bitcoin is intangible, it's not a choose in action as it doesn't represent a right to something else, like a debt or a share in a company. However, English law has shown some flexibility in adapting to new forms of property. English courts have previously recognised novel forms of property, such as shares in a centralised database of betting trades. Similar principles could potentially be applied to recognise Bitcoin as a novel form of property. In 2019, a UK jurisdiction task force of the Law Tech Delivery Panel published a legal statement on crypto assets and smart contracts. It confirmed that crypto assets including Bitcoin have all the legal characteristics of property and should, as a matter of English legal principle, be treated as property. This recognition means that Bitcoin can be owned, transferred and could potentially be subject to other property rights under English law, such as security interests. Bitcoin transactions can provide a degree of financial privacy not typically available with traditional banking systems. This could empower individuals and potentially impact laws related to financial surveillance and data privacy. However, it could also create tension with the state's interest in preventing illegal activities such as money laundering, tax evasion and financial crimes. Traditionally, states have maintained control over the issuance and regulation of money within their borders. Widespread adoption of Bitcoin, a decentralised and non-state controlled currency, could challenge this aspect of state sovereignty, prompting changes in laws related to monetary policy and financial regulation. The ability of states to tax 
is a cornerstone of state sovereignty and a key aspect of the social contract between individuals and the state. If Bitcoin becomes a significant store of value or medium of exchange, it could impact tax enforcement and collection, potentially leading to changes in tax laws and regulations. If Bitcoin is considered property, then traditional laws protecting property rights could apply. This could involve the state in the enforcement and protection of Bitcoin ownership rights, impacting the balance of responsibilities and rights between the state and the individual. With Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies gaining widespread use, there's an increasing need for consumer protection against fraud, theft and loss. This would necessitate regulatory frameworks and might influence how the state intervenes in the protection of individual rights in the context of digital assets. If Bitcoin becomes a common means of funding political campaigns, it might lead to changes in laws and regulations governing campaign finance, potentially altering the dynamics of political participation. If Bitcoin were to become a widely accepted form of payment, it could potentially influence laws and regulations regarding access to services, including social services provided by the state. Sovereign individualism. Sovereign individualism is a concept that places a premium on personal autonomy and individual freedom. It suggests that individuals empowered by certain technologies and circumstances can operate independently from traditional institutions and societal norms. These sovereign individuals are seen as self-governing and self-sustaining, able to navigate their personal and economic lives with minimal state intervention. Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies more generally can be seen as technological tools that may enable a greater degree of sovereign individualism. Bitcoin provides individuals with a form of money that is not controlled by any state or central bank. This allows individuals to hold and transact value independently without needing to trust financial intermediaries. Bitcoin's decentralized nature can provide a hedge against inflation, capital controls and financial censorship. Although Bitcoin transactions are transparent and traceable on the blockchain, users can maintain a degree of privacy if their addresses cannot be linked to their real-world identities. This feature could be attractive to those seeking to operate independently of state surveillance. Bitcoin can be sent across borders without the need for intermediaries, making it a truly global form of money. This could enable individuals to participate in the global economy more freely and independently. Bitcoin and the broader realm of decentralized finance, DeFi, reduces the need for intermediaries in financial transactions. This allows individuals to interact directly with each other, which can foster greater individual autonomy and self-sufficiency. Unlike physical assets or funds held in a bank account, Bitcoin can be difficult for governments or third parties to seize, provided that private keys are kept secure. This could enable greater individual sovereignty over personal assets. However, the rise of Bitcoin and sovereign individualism also brings significant challenges. Governments 
Around the world are grappling with how to regulate Bitcoin in order to prevent money laundering, terrorist financing, tax evasion and fraud, while still fostering innovation. While Bitcoin can enable greater individual sovereignty for those who understand and can afford to invest in it, it may also exacerbate social and economic inequalities. Greater individual sovereignty may come with greater individual responsibilities. In a world where individuals are responsible for their own financial security, there are fewer safety nets. Bitcoin's volatility can pose risks for individuals who rely on it as a store of value. Moreover, the broader financial system could face new risks if cryptocurrencies become a significant part of the global economy. Natural law. Natural law refers to a system of law that is determined by nature and is thus universal. Classically, natural law refers to the use of reason to analyse both social and personal human nature to deduce binding rules of moral behaviour. Natural law theories imply that certain rights or values are inherent by virtue of human nature and can be universally understood through human reason. In the context of Bitcoin, a connection to natural law can be seen in several ways. The fundamental principle of Bitcoin, its open source decentralised nature that allows anyone with internet access to participate, aligns with the natural law concept of universality. That is, everyone, regardless of nationality or societal status, has the ability to engage with Bitcoin. Natural law theory often emphasises the protection of property rights. By functioning as a decentralised ledger that immutably records transactions, the Bitcoin protocol can be seen as enforcing a form of digital property rights. Natural law has often been associated with the pursuit of individual autonomy and freedom, a notion that Bitcoin embodies. Bitcoin allows individuals to control their wealth without interference from third parties like governments or banks. Some interpretations of natural law embrace the non-aggression principle, which rejects the initiation of force or fraud against others. Bitcoin can be seen as aligning with this principle because transactions require the consent of both parties and are transparently recorded on the blockchain. Natural law is often associated with the pursuit of truth. The transparency of the Bitcoin blockchain and its operation based on mathematical principles could be viewed as reflecting this aspect of natural law. It is worth noting that the relationship between Bitcoin and natural law can be seen differently depending on one's interpretation of natural law principles and their applicability to social and economic affairs. Bitcoin, by its nature, challenges traditional legal and financial systems, and not all aspects of its design and usage may align perfectly with natural law theories. In conclusion, Bitcoin's emergence as a decentralised and pseudonymous digital currency prevents transformative potential for various aspects of law and the individual-state relationship. As we've explored in this essay, Bitcoin's implications stretch across monetary, financial, tax, contract, property, international, immigration and criminal law. Its impacts are broad and deep, underscoring the intricate relationship between technological evolution 
and societal structures. The potential of Bitcoin to further the concept of sovereign individualism illuminates the broader theme of personal autonomy in a technologically advanced society. Bitcoin as a tool of financial freedom can serve as a catalyst for individuals to exercise greater control over their financial destinies and interact more freely with the global economy. However, the same features that enhance individual freedom can also pose significant regulatory challenges, exacerbate social inequalities, and put additional onus on individuals for their own financial security. In the context of natural law, Bitcoin can be seen as embodying key principles such as universality, property rights, individual freedom, non-aggression, and the pursuit of truth. Yet, it is also clear that Bitcoin's alignment with natural law can vary based on different interpretations and applications of these principles. This exploration of Bitcoin and its potential impact on the law and society highlights the profound ways that technological innovation can reshape our world. As we continue to navigate this digital frontier, it is essential to approach the challenges and opportunities with a thoughtful, informed perspective, striving to balance the potential benefits of innovation with the need for stability, equity and justice in our societal structures. As we peer into the future of a potentially Bitcoin-influenced world, it is clear that the interplay of technology, law and individual sovereignty will be a defining theme of our era. So that's all for this episode, as we return to a more normal episode after all of the fun of the short stories. But there are a few more stories coming up, including a full-length novel in a few episodes' time, so look forward to that. Until then, I will see you soon.